0: This is a Headgum Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my god, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a Miracle Made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. uh, So you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle Made helps with that. One of the little things that And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code FAKETHENATION at the checkout, and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today. You'll get 40% off. Use the promo code FAKETHENATION. Go to trymiracle.com slash FAKETHENATION. Nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fakethenation and use the code Nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fakethenation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Maid, for sponsoring this episode.
1: Fake the Nation, episode 286.
0: Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we ask, why is Matt Damon the face of crypto? I am your host, Nikina Farsad, and if you're like me, you saw that one weird Matt Damon crypto commercial and thought, oh my god, how far he's come from, how do you like them applesing?" you know? Um, I should also point out that I am in Palm Springs at home, I'm still uh, here, so my mom just walked by, and uh, and she- I love Palm Springs. Should, I love it's Palm Springs. I grew Springs. up, it's yes. where I grew up, so- You're from a townie. I'm a townie. Oh, my God. There's so many questions I I have Like, Like, how did that happen? Is there anyone under the age of 75 in your neighborhood? I mean, all of those questions are valid. Um, Okay. But anyways, folks, today we're going to do a gentle pandy check-in and an equally gentle insurrection check-in. Yeah, I use gentle pandemic and insurrection all in the same sentence, and it (laughs) makes sense to me. We'll also talk about the new trend in goth wear. And I am so excited by today's panel, oh my god. Joining us for the very first time, but I can already tell this is gonna be a stellar performance, no fresh it's just I can tell. You be yourself. Um, but she's a comedian, a writer. She's got a podcast called "Going Through It" uh, that's coming out very
2: soonly. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, very soonly. Um, it is the one, the only Jenny Yang. Hey, Jenny. Hello. I am so excited to be here. Let's do this.
0: Yes, we're already we're already going strong. It's the first thing you're doing in 2022. I, it is. I heard. It is. Um, I'm very excited. I heard when you told me. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to be a part of your first thing of 2022. Um, we are also joined. My longtime podcast uh, panelist, uh, just friend of the show. Um, They're a writer, a New York Times bestselling author because they're so fancy. They also got two podcasts out there that are phenomenal. Bad with money and just between us. Uh, I've actually been a guest on just between us uh so i can highly recommend the good times had there it is the one and the only gabby dunn hey gabby
3: hi
0: oh i'm so glad to be back (laughs) <laughs> well, folks, it's, uh, it is, it's 2022. And I just want to thank any, everyone who has joined, uh, Patreon. We actually have a new bonus episode out with Bob the Drag Queen about making every day the best day of the year. It's a really phenomenal episode. So, um, if you want to, you know, get those, uh, Fake the Nation bonuses, uh, join Patreon at patreon.com slash Nagin Farsad. And thanks for everyone who joined it. I, I felt like, uh, we were some sort of a New Year's resolution for some people because we got, uh, like, a, <laughs> a wave of, of new patreons and i'm I'm very grateful to all of you so thank you so much and thanks for listeners who reached out and wished me um a happy new year and a merry christmas and all of that um so personally on on dms and emails it made me feel like i was in your friend circle which just made (laughs) me feel less alone so thank you and i also want to say i know i shit on matt damon above (laughs) however I also over this Christmas saw the movie Stillwater and oh my god if you have not seen Stillwater it is Matt Damon par excellence and uh and it's a terrific film Tom McCarthy always knows how to make these movies and he did it again um, with Stillwater, so I highly recommend. But I also saw West Side Story and Dune and House of Gucci on the theater. And it was, oh, I wow. just had, I had just majestic movie going in the last month. <gasps> wow. And it was really, really wonderful. And, and safe. I did it safe. Don't everybody uh, email me. I went okay. to see an advanced
3: <laughs> screening of House of Gucci. Just, it wasn't like yeah. a premiere. Yeah. Just an advanced screening. It was just, okay. And uh, at a regular theater. And my friend and I went, both of us gay. And Every single person at the advanced screening was, one, gay, and two, dressed to the nines. (laughs) It's not not a premiere. There's no photos. Like, nothing's every single, (laughs) full drag, like, full, like, and I was like, we show up. Gay people do nothing 50%. Like, it was. That's how you show up to that movie, though. Like, you have to. Okay,
0: well let's get into topic number one! Um, oh my God. Omicron is so popular. It is the most popular of the viruses. <laughs> and um, before we get into it, I just I want to know how your holidays were um, beyond, obviously, our movie going magic uh, and how they were impacted uh, by the crons. Uh, Jenny, how was your how were your holidays and were did anything go afoul because of the variant?
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what, I was dusting off that charcuterie board. Put it back in the shelf. Okay. <laughs> can't can't uh-huh. host any more gatherings. I definitely, um, like I was like, Mom, she's always bugging me. Come when are you coming home? Yeah. When are you gonna call me back? Yeah. Okay, she lives forty five <laughs> minutes away, so there's no excuse. Yeah. And literally the day before Christmas, I was like, Mom, so what do you think? Uh, what do you guys want to do? You know, because we don't really do traditional Christmas food. And she was like, you know what? She like talked herself into saying, don't even come. She was like, don't show up.
0: <laughs> she, wow. Yeah. So
2: she was like, don't worry, Jenny. That's a mom first. I right? think in America, that's a mom first. <laughs> don't come. The Omicron will get you. Wow. That's how it felt. So listen, you know, my, my partner and I, Corey, he and I just, uh, you know, watch movies you know, he tried True. to get me to watch Scrooge. I'm like, we're not making that a, tr- a new tradition. <laughs> we're not going to make that, you know. Um, I just, I, I want, I want um, The Hills Are Alive with The Sound of Music. That's usually oh, my is. Christmas tradition. I, I did. We
0: did a rewatch of that. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, I I also, I, you know, we were supposed to go you know, I'm in, I, I, I was in California and uh, with my parents or whatever, but I have this one other family that lives in America, like everybody else is in Iran. So we always try and like see, you know, the five, the handful of other um, family members that we have in America. Yeah. But each of them have a partner and they, we all just decided it was just like too many people mm. in a room, even though, even though it's the essentially smallest family. Like, sadly, because of geogra- geography and, you know, political differences uh, mm. in geopolitics, um, we still couldn't, you know, d- just figured we couldn't see each other. But I did a crazy little, with my toddler, scavenger hunt for her to find her presence from Santa Aww. in the house. And I thought, and I do, I'll take that fucking awe because I I was like, this is the cutest thing I've ever done for my child. And uh, I really felt very good about it. Um, Gabby, how did it affect
3: your holidays? I'm a Jew. um, Yeah. And uh, normally we would like get Chinese or, you know, go to the spa. My friend and I would go to the spa. But, um, but, or go to a movie but uh, now my very best friend in the world who I met three years ago, her birthday is Christmas Eve. So now Ooh. it's not Christmas oh, nice. Eve. It's Drew's birthday. So nice. we just went and played cards and like brought her gift. And it was like her and her partner, me and my partner. Um, and then on Christmas Day, uh, me... <laughs> My, my partner, Mel, and I have befriended our next door neighbor who's like in her late 70s. Uh, and That's f- cute. It's yeah. not even like I had someone be like, it's great that you're taking care of your neighbor. And I'm like, oh, no, no, we're not taking care of her. She's like our best friend. Like she's she's <laughs> our she cramers her way into our house. Like she's our friend. Yeah. And um, and so we told her she's like a, a Austrian, like, you know, Christmas she celebrates Christmas or whatever, so we told her we would go hang out with her. Um, so my partner cooked cooked a chicken and like we like had a whole, you know, Christmas thing with her, which was very, very sweet. Oh, that's lovely. But then that's so she cute. told us then she spent the whole time telling us how Christmas is bullshit and she's an atheist. So Oh, <laughs> you know, you win some you lose some. <laughs> uh, you know, so I have to say that um the
0: cases of Omicron have nearly doubled uh, versus four days ago. That was a headline I read yesterday. So it's like a very dramatically rising. Although I also heard um, that in places like San Francisco, it may also be plateauing. And, I, and I've also heard that basically by the end of the month, you know, by, by February, we'll be um, on the downslope mm. and it'll just be like, you know, it it hits very fast and it co- goes down very fast. That's what happened in South Africa. It's what happened in the UK. Um, and it's also less like heinous than Delta was. Um, also, here's something fun about it. If you get Omicron, you're more
3: immune from Delta. Yeah. Okay. Ne- here's not the necessarily the other way around. So those are all fun things. We're like over two years into this and I remain, you're talking about like a, pan, a pandemic check- check- check-in. I remain... Yeah confused every single day of my life I have no there's no leadership there's no like I read different things I'll read one thing online and then five minutes later I'll read something completely different I have no again two years in no concept of what we're supposed to be doing
2: yeah. no idea <laughs> we need a supercomputer <laughs> we need literally like is this
3: actually worse is it not worse does the vaccine yeah, prevent know. infection does it just prevent you from getting less sick where is are there going to be more variants are there not there's i'm just like in a constant state of like okay i guess the last thing i read is right but then like i but then i read something new and i have no idea what's right and everybody's a goddamn scientist every single person I is like <laughs> Puts out like they write something and they go, well, I'm a scientist. And it's like, are you a scientist or are you like, d- are you just like a person who's read a lot of science books and you're like, well, I'm interested in stuff. So-. Like, I don't know who's right, who's real and what the hell we're supposed to even be doing. And it's literally two years in.
2: Yeah, I feel like <laughs> uh-huh. we need individually, we just need a supercomputer per person with an algorithm to help us calculate the risk of what's happening. Because there's so many factors involved. It truly, it does require that each of us are scientists. That's really, it's like... Jenny, I'm an idiot.
3: I'm stupid. (laughs) But also, we're not...
2: All of a sudden, though, we can't can't use our cloth mask anymore because Omicron is much more transmissible. So we have to all get like N95, you know, and everyone is requiring testing in order to work. And so it's like... When is our free testing? When is our free masks? We got our free vaccines. You know what I mean? That only went so far. So I just, it's true. I think we need leadership. Honestly, I also have been trying to, that's the only bit of news that I followed. I did a social media break this past month, Nagin. And I just was like, the only thing I'm following- Yeah, the only thing I was following was the COVID news. And as far as I know, everything you said is correct, except because it's highly transmissible, it's truly affecting the unvaccinated. And that's yeah. why it's still impacting our hospital system. So even though it's less severe for the rest of us who are vaccinated, those who aren't, because it's more transmissible, they're seeing far more, So you know what I mean? Like there's, right. it's still Var- impacting the hospital by, system.
0: Right, varied by region, uh, totally, on where you are. So it's like, uh, you know, maybe in New York City or in San Francisco, or something, you're not going to see the same kind level of impact just because there's such a high rate of vaccination, but yes. well, then in other places you will. But then the other fun thing is it moves so quickly that it, the reason why they expect that it'll go, you know, that it'll be... Uh, uh, it it'll it'll what it be on the downswing by February is because it just won't have any more bodies to get into. You know, That's right. those things just sort of like cycle through. And I know we ha- I we literally I know because they've emailed me have like virologists who listen to the show, so they will correct me <laughs> and please
3: correct me. Um, when are you supposed so- to go to the hospital? If I got it today, I would have no concept of what if what like. Okay, so then they get mad. They're like, asymptomatic people are going to the hospital. Can I also say, again, not a doctor. I'm a comedian. <laughs> um, but I also want to say, I don't know. I feel like I've had a very zen
0: experience with Omicron, and it might be because I've been, you know, with my my dad who's a doctor. Um, oh, and and I, call and him up. Because, yeah, house calls. Well, he. I know he's literally he's in the next room. Dad, where do they? Um, when do we blah, go to blah, the hospital? Um, and, and he has a Zen attitude about it too. Um, just because he, you know, he understands it from a medical standpoint or mm-hmm. something. Um, and he was just like, yes, it is less worse. You know what I mean? And it was like, Okay, cool. So it, um, you know, and I, I was at, I was at the playground and with my dad and my kid, and um, and and while we were at the playground, we ran into other doctors that my dad Mm. knows, and they were also like, you know, uh, because I was expecting like everyone to be in masks and having their kids in masks and every just really masked up, but that you know they did it was because we're outdoors, like they still didn't really Mm -hmm. do that, and I was like looking at the doctors and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna be. Like, if these set of doctors are not in a constant state of panic, I shall join them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And these yeah. are people that are on the, you know, on the front lines. Um, you know, my dad literally wears hazmat suits to operate on people with uh, yeah. coronavirus. So, yeah. um, <sighs> it's, so it's, uh, it he, he's <laughs> zen about it. I don't know. I wish I could hand some of the zen attitude that it's like, it's happening. It's serious. You got to be careful and you got to wear your N95s and you got, or your surgical masks don't wear a cloth mask all that stuff it's now common knowledge right all of those things I feel like have risen to the surface as common knowledge um uh I guess is there anything I mean I, it's interesting because I feel like all the epidemiologists I've heard from in the last couple of days have just been like rather hopeful so I've also really just gotten on
2: board with that feeling huh. maybe that's like, good. this is how
0: pandemic this is this is the natural stage of a
2: pandemic it's is the beginning it's the beginning of 2022. I think having hope is good.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, that's, I like that. You know what I mean? <gasps>
0: well, um, on that note of hope, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we shall discuss other things.
2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: And we are back. And we're going to just do an impromptu. You guys don't even know about it. Topic number 1.5. This is just a quick left turn. Um, and I'm only talking about this because it seems to be constantly trending in the last four days, and I find it fascinating, but Patton Oswalt did a guest set at a Dave Chappelle show on nice. New Year's oh. Eve. Now, J- Jenny, did you hear about this in your yeah. in your social media um, detox? Uh, and he posted a nice pic of him, and, and Chappelle, they've been friends for four, 34 years, and some people got mad and gave him shit um, for... I guess, doing the set or for posting the photo or, you know, um, because of the the uh, muck that David Chappelle has been in. David Chappelle, I call him <laughs> his given name. And um, uh, so I guess my question is, what did you think? Um, of this particular scandal and and listeners know, because we talked about the Dave Chappelle thing when it happened. So, uh, we're very, you know, everyone's pretty clear on what happened with his special and how people reacted to it. What do you think though, of this other kind of secondary circle of people getting, um, yelled at Mm -hmm. um which is that you know pat noswell just performed with Chappelle and then posted a photo someone that he's known for years what do you what do you think of the uh the kind of the backlash
3: i'm not on twitter so i don't know anything that's going on ever which is amazing than us uh has been so good for my life i'll tell you like i'm a non-binary trans person um I, as soon as you started talking about it, I checked out. And that's true. One, I don't trust male comedians ever at all, basically. I don't, but I also don't care what they're up to. Like, I truly don't. Like, you are not, like, you don't have any reverence or care for my life. So why do I give a fuck what you're doing? Like, there's other comedians I can listen to and watch. there's other there's trans comics. there's other people who deserve my time and attention that I could be talking about right now. There's other people that I can support and watch their stuff. uh even like the backlash is giving these people attention. and I just can't like I, I really it's just boring to me. Here's the thing. transphobia at this point, I understand like transphobia is, Awful and it leads directly to the deaths of trans women, particularly trans women of color, like direct line. You can watch the the, uh, ironically on Netflix Disclosure, which uh, explains all of this, um, even though Netflix did put out the Chappelle special. But at a certain point as a trans person, transphobia is boring it's just like it's just like (laughs) it's not interesting it's not new you're not breaking any ground you're not being a radical you're not being a a a a person who's sticking it to the to the man you're not you you think that the the trans people are the the people with any power that you're railing against you're not you're literally at a certain point you're the establishment in your institutions now i and i i don't mean this in a way of like you anything against you nagim but like as soon as you brought up both of those people's names i fell asleep (laughs) (laughs) right i mean i i I think
0: it's interesting um i i think that's what's interesting is the appetite that this you know dumb like percentage of americans with twitter you know what i mean of which i am one i'm calling myself dumb um he has an appetite for that (laughs) issue i think that's what to me is like so fascinating why are you it's like, obsessed uh, what why yeah why is everyone obsessed with this one thing i i personally don't need to hold Padden oswald responsible for everyone he ever comes in contact with or like the friends he's had for decades i and posting a photo you know, but, is
3: is a, a a tacit you know promotion is it though yeah. i mean i
0: i don't it, it could be an endorsement of 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 a friend as a human being it could be a good an endorsement of a good time but it, he and as he put and as he said like i don't i don't agree with him on trans stuff but like he's been my friend for 34 years he's helped me see so much about race and society and maybe continued friendship uh i can see my mo- i i was just i was moved by his argument that like that it's
3: possible to um to be friends with someone and not agree with them on everything. I would rather like they post that and get zero likes or responses. I would rather no one give a shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the thing that I think is fascinating
3: is that this thing was po- that like that there was such a response. I'm because people trusted I, Patton. I think Patton has gotten a lot. I mean, I think Patton's gained yeah, a lot of goodwill yeah. from places yeah. perhaps undeserved, and I think. In the past, he he had, you know, definitely like things where he was misogynistic and people called him out and he, you know, stopped whatever was like, okay I've learned my lesson, whatever. But like at the end of the day, like they're not these are not like people to idolize. Like it's just you can't I mean, post Louis C.K., like any male comedian who has like a rabid following. I'm like, you're a serial killer like
2: <laughs> something automatically right. suspect anyway, automatically if suspect. You automatically if
3: you're a if you're a male comedian whose fans will jump into your comments yeah. and defend you i i assume you're eating people in your home jenny where are
0: you at with all of this i know you're a comedian and uh you know and you know all what i I'll, i have to say too that it's just like i get attacked for stuff all the time and sometimes I'm confused by by what it is and. Um and I have to like take a minute to learn or whatever. So I, Jenny, what what's your take?
2: Well, so I just, uh, you know, um, I ramped up my social media consumption in the last couple of days. And nice. because of that on Instagram, <laughs> I saw the photo that Patton posted after he deleted the original photo. So I saw the photo of him in a contemplative black and white pose, you know, looking at his notes or something and then saying, I'm so sorry. So I read that and that's what I inferred was what happened, what you Described. And so I think for me, how I look, number one, I, you know, while Gabby was talking, I was just full hard eyes. Transphobia <laughs> was boring, just hard eyes. Transphobia is boring, number one. Male comedians, even more boring. More people we can support, right? Cis male comedians. Now, number two, this is how I see it. You can be friends, and I've done this. I can be friends with people who have been problematic in the past, but I don't need to post about it. Mm -hmm. And I I can maintain that connection because I believe there is something valuable in the friendship for them to grow, possibly through my relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, yeah, which is basically... yeah, what he was what saying, he said, but, but you don't have post, to post yeah. about it because I think after Woody Allen, after Harvey Weinstein, after so many people, even Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, everyone had to come to terms with the idea that if you decide that someone's personal life is abhorrent and possibly bled into their professional life, what are you going to do as a consumer and as a human being in terms of how are you going to engage with that person's material in the future? And I think that is something that we all can 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 decide for ourselves for me. I no longer want to support Woody Allen movies. For me, I will ask a DJ to turn off an R. Kelly song. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't know about Michael Jackson. I, I feel like I, yeah. I, every single person, we have to make this decision about, are we going to post about something? Are we going to give them ticket money? Right. Are we going to talk about it? Are we going to play it at our party? Like, and there's all these different ways that we platform and support people. And I think for Patton to say, I'm against transphobia, but I support my friend, maybe don't post about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can do that, but don't post about it. It's different, these people who
3: have been convicted of sexual assault. I don't want people to jump in and say, well, Chappelle yeah. hasn't, whatever. Um, because there there are definitely people who have abhorrent opinions or who have opinions that are, uh, you know, hurtful and harmful to a community who has made it known to that person. Um, you know, I have friends with, with differing opinions and things like that. Uh, I don't think, like, racism and transphobia is, like, you know – negotiable but you also meet people all the time who just need to like learn a little bit or whatever. but the thing is is that and this is the thing with comedians uh, it's a it's a, a a supply and demand economy. So if he's supplying tra- like jokes about trans people nonstop for some weird obsessive reason <laughs> and people and people say we don't want that you can't mm. then go, why (laughs) and it's like they don't want they told you provided a service and their response was no thank you for that service that's art he's whining or he's you know like everyone's jumping to his defense a bajillion people watched his special he's fine actually i think the majority of people agree with him yeah so who like what Or, or, or just, uh,
0: again, hopefully, uh, we're only doing Optimism 2022. (laughs) Um, The majority of people are like Patton, and they're like, "Mm, he'll, hopefully he'll evolve, and I'll just like you know i'll just check out this material until he does which is you know yeah in in the capitalist framework it's like getting him paid and all that right. stuff he suffers no real consequences in that way um but but i but i do I, you know i just can see that being the case for a lot of people where they're like i don't agree with these th- because i watched comedy my entire life that was like anti-woman mm-hmm. right like that was most of the comedy yeah. we, we grew up on right mm-hmm. but I can still go back to some of those albums and be like ah it, they're massages but I really love this one bit you know what I mean
2: mm-hmm. and of so, course I, I think, think it's think just don't platform you know, him there, uh, uh, huh? I'm sorry I'm sorry sorry to interrupt I just you know Patton you don't have to platform him you can be his friend. right 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 him, yeah. there
0: is there are some calculations about how much juice you give someone and yeah. I, I think that's 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 legitimate um okay well i was just curious to hear your thoughts uh and i'm you know and if like gabby maybe half of you are now asleep
3: uh <laughs> i just find i just find both i just find both of them so boring and i find no, most well, male so, I think so boring one of the um one of my i i made
0: this joke in uh in in i think i believe it was in one of my ted talks <laughs> um <laughs> because i have so many of those uh but i but i made this joke in one of my ted talks of like one one of the things that that sucks about Islamophobia is that um, the graphic design is really ugly like <laughs> they just don't make a, an effort to make the graphics better because right. like maybe I would be more swayed um and so I do th- I feel like there's something about that in all types of phobia which is just like I mean if you're gonna do the phobia at least can it be more interesting you know,
2: in an artful way mm-hmm. more artful <sighs>
3: I mean, there are better jokes and there are trans stand-up comics. Check out Jess Tom, check out Nori Reed, check out Robin Tran. Like, you know, right. there's... We've given so much time to these people who are not doing anything radical anymore, who are not doing anything subversive anymore, and have basically become the establishment. So, snooze fest. yeah. And they're also, like, of a different
0: generation. (laughs) So, I mean, not not to be like, they're old, but, like, they are older. Um, Okay, well, let us move on to topic number two. Okay, so here we are. We're a full year after the January 6th riots, and uh, there's a very... Uh, about bi- a bipartisan house inquiry um committee uh that's in full swing investigators have interviewed more than 300 witnesses like white house officials close to trump actual writers they're sorting through more than 35,000 documents um they're working nights and weekends and it's a totally thankless job so (laughs) you know what it seems like from the outside and to date none of the high level people involved have been held accountable Mm. though that may change in the coming months as they uh, plan to do a lot more public hearings and stuff like that in the spring so um what again we want to just talk about this gently <laughs> um what do you think i mean should we you know as as they sort of embark on having the more public face and and the everything they've done since january 6th of last year has been very quiet mm. the only public debates has been getting like trump's tax returns or whatever like some some of his documents um so should we be putting the through the country through some of this in a long protracted trial should it be very public should it
2: be well how do you think this should look Yes. I want a full (laughs) bulletin board, Uh roll call, like elementary school teacher style with stars and colors. (laughs) I want photos. I want who they are. Because when Uh I try to Google who which politicians are responsible for January 5th. I had to like muck through a bunch of articles. No. Mm-hmm. Right now they've been quiet. No one By cares the way, about J- um
0: Jenny Yang is more interested in January 5th, which was the day before the riots. Than <laughs> January she is, 6th. She- <laughs> 6th. Okay. I said the because, wrong day. But that's
2: you know, you Time do, do. the yeah. circle. Yeah, it is. That's right. No, I listen, I you know, no one is interested in kids who do group projects. That's why the committee hasn't made much news. But I'm very excited True. about public testimony i'm very excited about i want a ticker tape parade with a full bulletin board of who should i hate who should i be who should be responsible for january 6th i got it right this time okay i want to know how are they going to get punished i want to know which politicians were in contact with the proud boys and with the QAnon people everything this is this is literally we have such a short attention span. I want memes. I want you know what I mean. I need a full propaganda. And do you want effort. it in
0: like? Do you want it in like a hard hitting Shonda Rhimes produced like you know three days of um, you know day long? Everyone's watching the TV. I want all of it. Hearings. I want spinoffs. I want made for okay. TV
2: movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need whatever George Kal- Kalaki Kanaki with his with his uh, you know khakis to be do a full you yeah, know yeah, yeah, board yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, to show me the faces. Kanaki, Kanaki, that's right. Be in Congress, oh, I yeah. Forgot. I need him to do a full you know visual kind of like uh, tableau of all but the only faces. only if he's like only if he's sleepless. Only if it's like in the middle of the <laughs> night. And he's just kind of delirious
0: <laughs> and he's just like trying to get out the information. So I like so so what I'm getting from you, Jenny, is that you feel a little confused about who the, let's say, villains are. Yes. You want to know your clear protagonist, your antagonist. You yes. want to see the evidence. You want you just want this whole thing
2: clarified. Yeah, and in a, uh, in a digestible uh, form. I think that's yes. the point. I think I Got don't you. want everyone to have to read through 20 million articles. I need oh, someone no. to keep a website going that tracks who is responsible. Okay, and then Gabby, what do you want?
3: <gasps> um, I don't know. I mean, I... I, I feel very afraid of QAnon because I think that, and all of this because I, I think that it's so easy to get people to fall into it. Like, I just listened to a podcast called American Radical, which is about a, the woman who passed away on January 6th, one of the women who um, mm. just got trampled and fell. Uh, and it was talking about how quickly, I mean, she, like, was totally anti-Trump and then within four months she was at the insurrection like and so the people that need to be held responsible are the people that are responsible for taking these sort of disenfranchised you know I don't want to give like empathy to people that were there but it's like so scary how quickly you can just go from one way to climb, storming the capitol Um, And so and, you know, it's it's very on purpose and it's targeting people who feel powerless and who are alone. Mm -hmm. And in American Radical, they were talking about how they thought that people were recruiting at um, they have no proof of this, but they were saying that they thought people were recruiting at AA meetings or (gasps) NA meetings because those people are vulnerable. So it was a great podcast, but it was um, a huge bummer. So I don't know. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh so you don't want you don't want to string them up the way I I, I want them to be I strung up. I want the
3: people. No, I do. I want the people I I just want people to understand like who has the actual power, you know? Yeah. It's so sad. For sure. Right. I mean I
0: and, and yeah, so it's like that that woman uh, has agency or whatever but she was also under the heavy influence of more way way more influential people mm-hmm. um and and what is their responsibility in this situation and it's it and that's the interesting thing about this inquiry is that it like you know they are talking to QAnon and they are talking to the Proud Boys and they are you know what I mean or rather like you know investigating them um, so there are uh, there's all of that and then they're all also you know looking at Roger Stone and Mark Meadows and all of these other dudes uh, so there's there's this I think the thing about January 6th and Jenny I think you kind of said perfectly is that it is a little confusing it has so many tentacles um, and we run the risk of kind of truly losing people mm-hmm. if it's not if it's if the report isn't clear if it's not done well. Um, and, you know, in 9 nine eleven, I was, you know, I the, the commission was, at, I think, uh, I don't remember how long it took for them to do what they did, the 9-11 commission, but it took some time. But I think that they were pretty, I mean... I think well regarded because they were so thorough. Um, but at that time, it was easier to kind of support that because it was the country was attacked, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't like a Republican was attacked or a Democrat was attacked. There wasn't a partisan flavor to the attack. Um, and so th- I think what's happening now is just that like the country it, it's still very divided. This big lie thing continues, um, and a majority of people still don't believe in the big lie. But that there's a you know a hardy minority that it makes it difficult um to get stuff done, and and there's and everyone's trying to worrying about the base and the midterms and all this shit. Like the you know Kevin McCarthy didn't allow the didn't have any Republicans join the committee officially, right? Mm-hmm. Um, though though like I said, it is very bipartisan. One of the investigators is from the Bush administration, the other ones from the Obama administration. You know, like the, these are Liz Cheney is on the committee. Um, so these you know the, there's there's conservatives, there's Democrats, there's there's every 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 type. Mm. Uh, well, I guess um folks, let me know. What do you want to see out of this committee? Um, You know, I I felt like we needed to have a little uh, recognition Mm -hmm. of it being the one year anniversary as this podcast drops of the insurrection. Also, how much has it like, I don't know, stayed in your mind at all? I, I think for a lot of us, especially I think especially liberals, we just wanted it to or just forget about it. Like move on, like move on, move on. Um, and detox. Don't go on social media. Get off. Don't follow the news. You know what I mean? And so, um, so I'm curious to know from people where, where their engagement is. Hit me up uh, on all the social medias that you should be detoxing from. <laughs> um, and to close out the show, I want to just quickly move into topic number three. I guess goth is back. It never um, left, question. baby.
3: It never left. Did it
0: really not leave? I don't, Oh, no. The Guardian fashion writers tell me that there's a real <laughs> new trend. No. Um, and before I, I, we get into the trend, did either of you have a goth phase yourselves? Oh,
3: 100%. i am Hot Topic Goth. Through and through. Oh. High school. Oh, oh, goth. Mall goth. Hot Topic goth.
2: Yeah. Gabby's your uh, person oh. for this.
3: 100%. I... I'm drinking out of a Tim Burton's Nightmare for Christmas mug right now. <laughs> right now. Currently. This is not a joke. I bought this. I I a lot of my mugs are are themed this way. Wait, did you ever have a Marilyn Manson moment? No. I did. I, Interesting. I, I, I did respect uh I, I was more I did respect his thoughts on Columbine at the time. But I was more like um like emo. So taking yeah. back Sunday, bright eyes, uh, Newfound Glory. I went to, you know, a bunch of sort of, uh, death cab for cute, like a bunch of like crying, you know, crying, but all, crying, <laughs> crying, but God. also, but also like so dramatic, like taking back Sundays, like with my one last gasping breath, I'll apologize for bleeding on your shoe. Like, oh <laughs> my God. Uh, and so I, I don't think it ever left. Um, for a lot of us, I mean, I have friends who. Uh, my shout out to my friend Steph Schwartz, the last living goth, which is what I call her, but she's like a true, like old school goth. And then I, and then there's like, uh, there's like a. a do you know the show Dragula? No. It's like drag show, but goth, but like for horror drag.
2: Oh. She, all the
3: queens on there like super goth and like I just I think that um. I think that it never left if it was truly in your heart. I saw Newfound Glory in 2018. <laughs> like, I'm not. The thing is, is that when you're a high school goth, you don't have any money. So you can't do, yeah. you, you you can't like particularly get what you want. You know, your mom is like, you can't wear black lipstick, whatever. My sister's bought mitzvah. It was height of my goth phase. And I was not allowed to wear black. But the pictures from it, I'm wearing dark olive green, a cameo necklace choker Like, I am going for it. At at a bar mitzvah. (laughs) At a bar mitzvah with an underwater theme. Well,
0: can I say that apparently the trend... The way that it's returned is, I think it, it is not the version that's in your heart, uh, Gabby, but maybe just more of a sex kitten goth. Yeah, no, you know, no, nothing no. That's come back. Black items uh, have on a particular retailer of clothing have uh, searches for them have grown by one hundred sixty nine percent, while chokers have grown by eighty one percent, and fishnet topped by one hundred ninety six percent. And then they, you know, they're always pointing to like hot celebrity ladies who are wearing these black corsets at, at, at a certain point one of these rituals was just completely out of black corsets um so there's so there's something about like being like a hot you know celebrity jenny what where what, have you
2: seen this in action where has it landed on your radar i've never been goth. I'm, goth I'm probably goth in my heart but in terms of my fashion expression i grew up in the south bay with Preppy suburbanites. so mm. that's just it. That's just how I am. But I'll tell you what, I am fascinated by the evolution. I don't think it ever left. I think it just transmutates depending on the technology. You know, I, in the article that you sent us from the Guardian, I, you know, I do agree that like like Japanimation or Japanime, mm-hmm. and like. Um, emo like sort of that that whole sort of vibe and the cosplaying definitely I feel like influenced this because there is that sort of sexy baby element that is like really also kind of part of the trend which is creepy but um, I am truly fascinated if it doesn't hurt anyone just express yourself I love that search for the uh, for quote goth business casual was up 90% <laughs> that is, that's Remember the health search goth? Term. health goth where
3: it's health goth was a thing where it was people wanting to dress in athleisure but still be goth <laughs> so it was like quote-unquote health goth i wait what does that even look like uh, black tracksuits and stuff just black there's track also suits. i'm so deep there's also like um a, so an ridiculous. aesthetic called dark academia which is like yes. study goth um yeah, but dark <laughs> I went I went into a hot topic. I so because now I have money I can just go into hot topic and buy what I want. I can just go get the whatever I want. So I can go You're see all You're the concerts adult. of all the peop all the old bands I was on to go see. I can go see them now. I'm thirty-three. And so I'm just like doing my teenage years but with money. And I went into a, I knew that I had made it when I went into a hot topic and I got recognized. And I went, fourteen <gasps> year old me would shit right now. Like oh we've done it. We did it, Joe. Like Good
2: job yeah.
3: Good job I mean and, and what's funny
0: Is that we've talked a lot About fashion trends On the show Over the past year that Like you know There's been two or three topics Around fashion cottage core, And we did a, 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 a Bonus episode On No we did We did a The holiday episode Was on um, Fake food trends mm. You know Like putting wax, wax Wax and fruit And stuff like that Is back um, There's just something About this pandemic And I wonder What you think about this Like Jenny Have you You dipped back into the decades. Like for things, has nostalgia caught you at all in this, um, you know, in this
2: moment? No, I think I think for me, I just wanted things to be cozier and brighter because everything was so depressing that's my response that's aesthetically your resp- that's, that's it was your like, your gothic goth business casual I want fu- I want fuzzies <laughs> you know yes. what I mean <laughs> right, I want Higget, right, 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 I want right. um and then I want just like neon colors bright colors. Um, but you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't sneeze at a dark academia like just a little Slytherin Harry Potter vibe, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of what I do in general sometimes. Mm-hmm, the um, preppy. I,
0: I, I also I was re-watching the movie Looper. Oh, uh, which I don't know if you guys good know movie. That movie, but it's like set in the f- in the future, like in the twenty forties mm-hmm. or something like that. And um and a guy that's even further into the future, I'm not giving anything away. You should watch the movie, however. Um, Jeff Daniels is from whatever point in the future, and he like let's say thirty or forty years after, and he comes back to twenty forties and he says to to Joseph Gordon Levitt, um Oh my god! Like, can you guys stop dressing in this twentieth century stuff? Ah. Like, because everybody's wearing, everybody looks like they're, you know what I mean? Like um, Don Draper on a casual day, whatever. <laughs> and, and he's like, "Could you guys stop?" It's like so. It's so annoying. Do something, you know? Put a put a laser beam on your oh. ch- chest or something. <laughs> and I thought that's funny because it's definitely what we're doing. We're doing that looper thing where we're going back into the twentieth century, yeah. and we're like, "What were we doing?" Let's grab all
3: that stuff and bring it back. Wife- 2k back to like the matrix like i want the trench (laughs) i want the trench coats and the tiny glasses like that was a
2: look yeah it was electro electro goth I Loved it. Loved um,
3: it. F- folks, let
0: me know if where uh, have you gotten back into your goth closet? Um, and oh, my God, I love the idea of Fake the Nation listeners having an entire section of their closet devoted to goth wear <laughs> and to goth business casual outfits. OK, let me know. But bonus points if you send me pics. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, hit me up. Oh my god, it is the end of the show and ah, oh, I had such a good time talking with you both. That was really fun for me. Oh, they put you know a back me. in my steps. I know. Um what a great way to start the year. Uh well what I would really love is for the
3: people of Fake the Nation to be able to find you and everything that you do. Gabby Dunn, where do they do that? Uh, you can find me at Gabby Road on Instagram um, or uh, Bad With Money podcast and Just Between Us podcast uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, I had a graphic novel come out called Barry the Lead that uh, I would love it if you read it i think that's everything part of me is like don't find me i don't need to hear your opinions about Chappelle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> truly
3: no no they're nice
0: everyone is nice and delightful yeah. so you want them to find you yeah um and i have to say i as a subscriber to both of those podcasts and having been a guest i i cannot recommend them highly
2: enough they're really uh, yes. really great thank podcasts. you uh, Jenny Yang where Listen, do people find you if you don't want to follow Gabby follow me oh my god I would love the fake the nation uh, subscribers to come say hi not don't um, follow me
3: just don't comment about
2: Chappelle yeah. you
3: can follow yeah, me right? but zip it
2: right no no, no letters to the editors um, I, you can you can follow me at jennyyang.tv. TV that's my main website but I'm at Jenny Yang TV on Twitter and Instagram possibly on TikTok in 2022. I don't know. Gabby's been trying to convince me to get on there in the in the two times that we've seen each other mm-hmm. online. Um so yeah, at Jenny Yang TV, I love chatting with folks about whatever is happening. Give me tips, tell me weird things that happened to you. I like that.
0: Um and uh, yeah, and I and I can I can tell you right now by having interacted with her that you wouldn't be sorry. She's utterly delightful. <laughs> Um, And folks, you know where to find me. Oh, and I just want to say... I wrote a piece um, for Yale Patreon, and um, and then I got contacted by an editor of Hearst magazines, whatever, and they asked me if I if, they, if I was interested in, in in trying to work with them, and I I was like, well, I have this one piece lying around because I had written it for Patreon. It was about me meeting this really really delightful um, trans woman at an airport in Dubuque, um, Wisconsin, and uh, you know, and, and and having just and spending hours with her, um, and. And, uh, and and what transpired and it was just like one of those moments where you meet a stranger and it's just like oh you're kind of life changing and amazing and I only get three hours with you and I will remember them for the rest of my life so anyways I wrote a piece about it for Patreon and then this guy at Hearst Magazine liked it and so then he ended up uh, handing it over to Oprah the Oprah Magazine people and so that piece got published so in in a, a way the people of Fake the Nation um, got me 45 steps closer to Oprah so thank you for that <laughs> and um, thank Thanks so much for supporting the Patreon, because it got me to get this piece out of my system, um, and uh, and now that piece is available, and it's on my it's uh, the link is out there. It's on my Twitter, um, but it's uh, it's like a uh, it's called a connection at the Dubuque Airport, I think is what it's called. I love that. Um, but yeah, it, I it, 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 and the woman is deaf, um, so there's just a, an interesting way of like communicating that we had. And uh, anyways, it was it was just a lovely moment for my life that I hope will. kind of give you a little bit more oomph going into 2022 about meeting strangers and embracing them. You know, my motto for all children is talk to strangers and definitely take candy from them. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I like to do this. Um, All right. But, folks, what I would really like to do is thank all of the wonderful people here at Headgum that make this show possible. That's our fantastic producer, Danielle Jones Wesley, our wonderful sound engineer, Stephanie Aguilar, and Mike Coscarelli. Um, Our theme music was written by Gabby Alter. And as always, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it helps people find the show. You guys have been doing such a great job of that, so thank you. You can email us at fakethenation at headgum.com for any ideas you might have. uh, Join the Patreon for bonus content at patreon.com slash naginfarsad and we will be back in your earballs next
1: week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.